0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Auburn is just about finished rounding out its coaching staff. What do we think about it? And should Auburn fans be excited about recruiting? For the first time in 2022. All that and more on today's Locked
2: On Auburn. Well, Zach, I actually just
0: finished crushing some
2: chicken parm, and I am am freaking ready to rock and roll.
0: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes,
1: welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach and Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day. Joining me as he does every Tuesday, Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. And I opened the show with this yesterday, but it's important. And I want your thoughts on it, Charlie Five. But the thank promotion, you, uh, thank you, uh, of Eric Keisau. From wide receivers coach to offensive coordinator, I like it because it kind of forces everyone to put all their chips on the table. There's going to be no question about, you know, who's in control of the offense, who's in control of the program. This is Brian Harson's team. It's Brian Harson's program. I don't believe, I don't think it's the boosters program. I don't think anything else belongs to, you know, this is, it's all about Brian Harson. And to me... Whether you're in, in the pro Harson crowd or the anti Harson crowd, which it is very divided right now, this fan base is, I think we can all agree it's like, all right, we're going to get a ton of information, good or bad, about 2022.
2: I think you nailed every single bit of that. And it seemed like it was the only thing at this juncture that would make sense is that it ended up being Eric Kisau. Um, if if Harson's taking the reins, who better to have there than somebody that's, that's been with him, knows how he thinks? Who he wanted to begin with, who he wanted on staff to begin with, who went from, uh, you know, the timing didn't work out with him thinking he might get retained as the offensive coordinator at of Boise. Yep. he could have already, be, you know, been here as the wide receiver coach, OC, whatever. Um, but uh, I think I think under the circumstances, it's the best. It's definitely the best situation for two thousand in 20, the 22 season. So 100% agree with you. I think you nailed every single piece of that. So there were a
1: few promotions that happened last week. We touched on the other yeah. two very briefly yesterday when, when Lindsey came on. But we've got a pretty good idea. We don't know at the time of us recording this who will be Auburn's wide receivers coach. It appears right. it'll be an external hire um, due to them announcing all of the internal promotions. So we assume it'll be external. Um, yes. But... Big picture before the staff is 100% complete, but it's staying close to it. How do you feel about it?
2: So I, 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 I struggle with that because I sort of look at this and I've talked about this before as um, I try to figure out which, which one's the chicken and which one's the egg. Like what's led, like who, what has led us to this point to where we're promoting from within. Um, we can't really entice uh, coaches from, you know, try to go get big time coaches uh, and lure them away from other schools right now, and you know, is this the best situation? I mean, is this? I mean, is this the best case scenario? And it honestly uh, probably is. Uh, we got a guy, uh, uh, Rock Bellantonio, I think that's how you say his last name. He's from South Florida. Um, has has a lot of coaching experience. He coached at Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a four star defensive end edge guy who's he coached his brother. Um, A lot of the guys on the team rallied for him. Um, I just think there wasn't a lot of options because of the way this blow-up happened a few weeks ago. There wasn't a lot of options and leverage for Harson to really go out and get anybody of significance that would bring, you know, carry weight on the recruiting trail, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, like, you know, he may have contributed some of that. You know what I mean? He may have contributed to some of that, uh, you know, with the – the recruiting and the roster management and whatnot, leading up to that, that led to the whole thing that we think. I think there's a lot of blame to go around everywhere. But as far as right now, it's just really hard for him. It's really hard for Harson to be able to bring in those top-notch guys, top-notch co- top-notch coaches. And I think uh, for Keys out of slide into OC, Belantonio who's super very uh, very well respected amongst the team. Yeah. So the team's very excited about him. Uh, go ahead and get him in there, and then, you know, let's see what happens at wide receiver. Coach, I'm I'm I hope I'm pulling for Jonathan Wallace. I'm I'm hoping it's Jonathan Wallace.
1: Why do you think it's taking longer than it possibly should?
2: Because I think that he's swinging for a couple of pretty big targets. Okay. I think he's going to really try his best if he can pull Adam Henry from the Cowboys, who coached under Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. He was a wide receivers coach at uh, LSU for a couple of years, I think, like. 2014 to 2017 somewhere around there if you just go look at his all-time recruit list mm-hmm. it's freaking star studded he is an absolute stud and all, if uh, you
1: held kellen morse clipboard
2: yeah i'd be fine with you I, want hired. You, yeah, if you, I want you yeah i want you around you just if you just got him coffee in the morning and you heard him uh, talk about football or saw him draw a play on a whiteboard I'm sold. i want you somewhere somewhere in the building uh, so that would be a monumental hire under the circumstances. That would really blow me away. Uh, and then you got Billy Gonzalez, who is also a pretty well-known recruiter, um, coached under um, Urban Meyer, Dan Mullen, right. And then, and then you got Jonathan Wallace. So I think you that that you could pretty much snatch up if 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 you you know if it came to that. But I'm sort of pulling for him because I just feel like I like him. having that guy having a guy from Central Phoenix City Boom. on your staff. Yep. A uh, lot of state connections, maybe help uh, repair some bridges that not necessarily were burned, but maybe left unattended. Um, you know, let's 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 get him in here and get 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 to work.
1: Seems like we never get the central kids, and like my, my wife used no. to teach there, like. Yeah. There's some really talented dudes. You 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 go to a Central high school game and it's like, man, there there are like seven college players on the field right now, and none of them go. You could to take Auburn.
2: three of their, you could take three of their best players. You could just take their three best players every single year. Just no no like don't even ask questions Just say I'm going to take Central's three best players every single year, and you're going to have twelve to uh, fifteen dudes that yeah. are just going to be studs. You're going to have totally. twelve to fifteen studs. Totally. every single, every single, every single year.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you add Central's best three players to you know this current class, um, you're in the top fifteen, probably.
0: probably. <laughs> absolutely. So, absolutely, you know,
1: I think that's that's a good way to point uh, to put it for sure. But you know, the biggest thing from a uh, you know as far as the coaching staff was keeping Zach Etheridge, and I think yeah. if we look at that, like okay, he went out and got somebody with the caliber of Zach Etheridge, which is essentially what happened. When he gave them the promotion, as he you know, he yeah. hire he rehired Zach Gethridge. And I mean, that's the win of the offseason right now. Huge. I, I think. Um, and you know, there's there's a few of these, you know, grad transfer guys I'm really excited about. Like I think Jason Jones is gonna have a really good role on this team, but like you could definitely make the argument that was the biggest win of the offseason so far.
2: Oh yeah. And then to to assign him two titles, associate head coach and assign him recruiting coordinator or basically the lead recruiter on the staff. He's the one that's going to do the the majority of the talking, the majority of the relationships, uh, telling people who to go where, helping, you know, strategize over the recruiting board, Um, understanding his value there and giving that title, which I'm not even sure we had one of those last year, but saying already saying I'm going to put the recruiting in the hands of Zach. I understand the value of Zach. I understand the value of recruiting. So I'm going to give him the the full reins there. I think that says my eyes are opened a little bit to how you got to play the game down here. And uh, nobody, there's not many people pound for pound that are going to play it better than Zach.
1: Right, right. And I think you look at the recruiting class and the new rules as far as NIL. I think, um, I think he knows how to use it.
2: A thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand percent. Do you agree with me there?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's going to be something that really helps.
2: Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt about it.
1: And there's some buzz happening in recruiting. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And also, we'll be joined by Zepp Jasper, Auburn guard. Hey, football's over, but basketball is not, and you can get in on the action at BetOnline.net, as BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It's the best spot for sports scores and news this season and all year round. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, Uh, You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Check it all out at BetOnline.net, where the game starts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
1: Charlie Five, a little bit of a recruiting buzz, which is exciting. Sure. Um, that's something that yeah. we haven't really felt in a little bit. I think some of the hires and promotions had a little bit to do with that, but um, a positive feeling about this class. Uh, very early in the in the process.
2: Yeah, they're they're definitely targeting offensive linemen, which we've been clamoring for. Uh there's been multiple offers uh in the dozens go out to different off, offensive linemen, which I think last year it was the strategy was we're gonna only gonna have a few few real a few targets and we're going to just really, I guess, work them hard. But which if they like, fall
1: through we, Right, that's what Clemson does.
2: Yeah, yeah. If they fall through. We don't really have much of a backup plan. We're casting a wide net, and and what what we're finding is that there's a lot more people out there that are interested in Auburn in the brand than uh, maybe that Brian uh, and and those those guys would have you know would have ever known because they you know didn't cast that wide net. So uh, letting Zach and those guys get to work and go out and pick their you know sort of pick their rooms and and, and give those offers out. Um, Looking at mid March, early early mid March, I think somewhere around like the tenth, midway through practice, early part of practice, there's a they're already planning a huge recruiting weekend, yep. and I think uh, we're going to already have some commits. Uh, being there's probably some already on board, some that'll be announced then. Um, that's kind of what the the buzz is, and you know, uh, that's what this is all about. That's what this part of the year is all about, and we're fine. And we're seeing it happen. We're seeing it happen. We're starting to see that uh, the that there is – our eyes are open. We sort of realize that we can't just expect the kids to come here. We have to work. We have to go after it. And they seem to be um, – seem to have a little bit of buzz right now. Believe it or not, with everything that's gone that's going on, that's great. there still seems to be buzz. And I think a lot of that may have to do with, um, you know, kids are not necessarily fans. These players are not necessarily fans. Mm-hmm. So – they're looking at players. They're looking at the players fighting for this guy, and uh, going to play paintball. With this guy, and 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 all this, you know, tweeting uh, that we support, going to the board of trustees and or whatever they did to talk right. uh, and defend him. The kids are watching that. The players are watching that from from our players. So I think that uh, that has weighed. That has shown that hey, this guy is somebody that I'd like to play for.
1: Right, for sure. Uh, did you hear that? That dude just What's commented uh, getting mad at you for um, saying Brian instead of Coach Harson.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you not hear bad. him? Yeah,
1: shout out to, shout out to you out there, and thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, but the, uh, the video that the social team did about Harson being all decked out in the paintball gear. Terrifying. That is a net positive. There's no question <laughs> about that. I mean, holy cow. If I would have been on the other's team, I would have been like, I'm not playing this round. I'm just sitting it out. That, two was a, things that was that an were, intimidating force. Holy cow.
2: Two things that were absolutely terrifying. Yes. Brian Harson in military fatigues, looking like G.I. Joe. Uh huh. Right. And then some dude, I have no idea who he was, was playing paintball in a wife beater. That is a psycho. You are <laughs> an absolute, I don't know who you are. But you're a psycho.
3: <laughs> Stardom. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, Stardom. Gee. I'm not not playing against that guy. I don't care what position he plays. He needs to be in the starting lineup.
1: You look at that, it's like, that's a man with nothing to lose. Like, holy cow. No,
2: no fear whatsoever. <laughs> Paintballs are not soft at all. No way. No way. <laughs> and it's a white paint. So, like, you don't blend in to anything. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's I know you see me,
1: and I don't care if you hit me. And I That's what that care. says. Put that guy on the D-line. Ooh. Holy cow. I don't care who it was. Put him yeah. on there. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for sure.
2: It's good stuff, though. It's good stuff to see. Um taking things uh maybe taking some criticisms and using them in learning I just I did not expect to see that I didn't think Harson was that kind of guy and um it well at we least, said
1: that was that we both agreed that was the best case scenario is Harson gets yeah. retained and then he adjusts what he needs to do and he's yeah, done that so absolutely. far I think I so think far. so far he has passed the test
2: so far, so far, he's doing the right things. He's saying the right things, do, and and not just saying, but he's actually doing. And then, right. uh, how does this? I'm I'm so fired up to see how this mid March little Junior Day makeup uh, session uh, from the early disaster that turns out. Then how you know finish up spring, hit that portal, and uh, I think we'll. I, I I posed this question earlier, um, and and I, I'm curious to get your opinion um so taking everything we've seen so far yes you you, you go and you add the guys you got to add in the portal you go get you know eight or ten guys that can play um you close on targets you don't you're not taking a ton of backup plans you you, you single out some guys and you go get them you build up the momentum in the summer you roll into the season where you have got six to eight commits very mm-hmm. well like filling a lot of different needs a lot yeah. of positive momentum you're competitive all season, just like you were this past season. Okay. But the this the results are not quite what you wanted to be. Maybe say seven and five. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel knowing that the off the field roster management stuff uh, is, is moving in the right direction? Does that make you feel better, worse? With a in, oh, if, if he goes and seven
1: and five with his roster, keep him. I mean, like yeah, you know, I I think that is enough proof of concept. Where it's like, yeah, that this is this is the dude. Auburn can win with this guy, um, and especially if he's showing that he can recruit at a higher level than what happened last year. Yeah, yeah, I think you're happy I'm with, with that. that. If you go seven and um, five, uh, yeah, I think I think you're happy with that. And eight and four I, and has been the number. Charlie five that that's been the record I've heard the most of. I think I yeah. think it's seven and five. I think if he goes seven and five, he's good. If it's six and six. Um, he he may be. That's just kind of my gut feeling.
2: Yeah, I think that it all depends on personally. If, yeah. I, if I'm making the decision, it all depends on the off the field roster management stuff. Are we are we hitting high schools? Are we talking to coaches? Are we still pushing recruiting every single day like our hairs on fire? Right. Are we are we continuing this buzz? Um, I think to me. To me, winning – like, all these coaches are great coaches. You know what I mean? Like, they're all great. Like, you can only X and O yourself so so far. You Mm -hmm. know, so, so, you know, the better he is at getting talent, the better the results will be on the field. I don't necessarily see this season as uh, so much of a barometer of where we're going. I don't – honestly, I wouldn't care if we had a losing record. If we had a losing record but we were competitive – but he's he's putting the pieces together like he's yeah. supposed to. I don't care about those resu- like immediate results because I know I know how the formula works. I know how yeah. how this whole thing works, and um, I, I I would be patient enough if I see the off the field stuff going, which it seems like we may be headed in that direction.
1: I, I think so. I think so. And you and I have said it from the get go, like. This was this whole thing, you know, this last month that happened. Like it was not about going six and seven. That's not what it was about. Nothing,
2: nothing, um, but, very little.
1: But I think there's going to be powerful people that want him out if yeah. he goes six and seven again, whether it's sure. valid or not. That's just what people are going to want.
2: Um, understood, understood.
1: But I want him to go eight and four, nine and three, and maybe win a bowl game. And have a really successful season and carry it into the off season. You know, I, I think that's what happens. And if you can go five and zero to start it off, which it, it just involves beating Notre Dame, everything else should take care of itself. And then if you beat Penn LSU, State. yeah. What did I say? I'm sorry. No, Notre Dame, but Penn what? State. That's weird. But yes, Penn <laughs> State. <laughs> and yeah. then you beat LSU at home, and then you you beat one of the Mississippi schools. Like that's, I think all of those things are doable.
2: Sure. I'm not. I'm with you 100. percent
1: And then you, you, you know, you get Arkansas at home, which I think is extremely winnable. I still think A&M is a team that we could beat in Jordan Hare Stadium. So, I, I like how the schedule falls this year. And so, yeah. if you told me Auburn went eight and four, I'd be a little surprised. But I could, I could talk myself into being like, okay, yeah, the, that that could totally happen.
2: Yeah, and and as long, but again, and that's records without beating to Notre me. Dame
1: because we do not play them.
2: Yeah, record. We should be. We should. We should definitely not lose to Notre Dame this year. That's um, true, right? The, the, like I said, the records to me mean very little uh, in the gr- whole grand scheme of things in twenty twenty two. Are you doing the things that you need to be doing to be successful in the SEC? Right. Even with these coaches that um, aren't going to be the uh, rock star, uh, red carpet caliber type recruiters. Um, are you still able to compensate for that and and be able to go out and fulfill needs? That is so huge. Fulfill needs and get football players in positions that you're weak. Fill those up. I mean, that, that to me is the vastly more important than scratching out a uh, seven and five record, eight and four record at the end, because those wins will come. Those wins will come.
1: Charlie five. How can people find you here? You support you all that good stuff.
2: Absolutely. Find me on Twitter first at D underscore Charlie underscore five. Then jump in the discord and let's fight. Get in. Let's (laughs) argue. Let's have, then let's make up, then let's have fun. And then let's make jokes in the Auburn locked on Auburn discord. You can find me on auburnlive.com message board, the corner, uh, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the dad bod golf pod.
1: Yes. And if you want to hop on to the locked on Auburn discord, it is in the show notes or episode description down below, depending on how you are consuming the content. Zep Jasper joins us in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Uh, So, I mean, you're going to show up and they're going to ask you a ton of questions and you may know some of the answers, you may not. And they're just going to order the part and you're going to have to go back and pick it up. So skip the middleman. Just pull out your phone or, you know, hop on your computer and go to rockauto.com. And you'll see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. It's going to save you money. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you peace of mind. So be sure to check it out and go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And write Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family, your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's com. And
1: joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Auburn Guard Zepp Jasper Zepp. Uh, that was a tough one on the road. It's hard to win in Gainesville. Um what's kind of the mood of the team after um after Saturday's kind of close loss?
3: Um the mood, um, for the team, you know, you know, we was kind of devastated that we lost. We knew, we knew we didn't play our best. You know, we had a lot of turnovers, a lot of, you know, things we didn't execute out there. Um, we just looked a little sloppy and, um, we kind of knew, you know, you know, after we lost that game, you know how bad we played and, you know, we still had a chance to win the game. You know, that was the biggest thing, you know, um, you know, watching film and, you know, just reminiscing on how we played and, um, you know, we, we don't hold our heads down, we hold right. our head high, Um, you know, it just one loss. <laughs> it's not the end of our season, you know, as you see a lot of people saying this, saying that, but you know, in reality, we are the players. We are the players who put our shoes on, put our jerseys on and go out there and play our hardest for our family, the community and everyone else. And, um, you know, we, we're satisfied that we lost, you know, we should have lost, we played bad. We didn't play at the level we were supposed to play at, yeah. you know, hats off to Florida, you know, for, you know, for getting to win and, you know, just, you know, playing as hard as they could, you know, every game is going to be tough for us. You know, we got a target on that back that, you know, each team is going to beat us and, you know, when they beat us, it's going to be a celebration. So, you know, I, I kind of put that loss on us and, um, you know, for the fans out there, you know, don't, don't get down, you know, stay up because, you know, it's just one loss. We got a lot of room to climb, right? We got a lot more basketball to play in just one game. So don't let this one game get to your head. Don't let the game, this game, say we oh we ain't this, we ain't that. We're still Auburn. We're still who we are. We this these type of games makes us even stronger. You know, I look at the Baylor team from last year. <laughs> you look at it. How many how many games they lost? They lost. They lost three, four games. You know why can't we be that same team? You know even at the loss. Like I say, I don't like negative comments. You know keep positivity because when we winning, it's all positive. But if you lose one game, it ain't positive. So I just want people, you know, keep the same energy. Keep, you know, keep keep it flowing. Keep it flowing. We love positive energy. No negative energy. So, you know, I always think it's good, you know, to to get one loss out of the way and, you know, kind of rem- reminisce on, you know, things. Because you never know. We might see them again. We, we're looking forward to seeing them again.
1: Yeah, I think there's a chance to see Florida and Arkansas again. I think it's a very real opportunity. I know you guys would love – Love the opportunity to play both those teams again. You, Zep, you mentioned you mentioned last year's Baylor team, who ultimately went on to, to win a championship. I think uh-huh. there's a lot of similarities between you guys and that team a year ago. Um, physical, very very good on defense. Almost love playing defense. You know, from from one to five on that side of the court. Yep. Um. Do, do you agree with that? Do you think that's a fair fair assessment there?
3: No doubt. I always um, you know, when the season kept going by and by. Um, I, I looked at one team and you know, the only team I could see us being just like it was Baylor team from last year. Yeah. They from defense to offense, we just got a lot of depth. And, um, you know, they, they lost games last year. A lot of people didn't think they was gonna lose games, but it happens. It happens to the best of us. And, you know, you're not gonna go and go in college basketball and just be undefeated, you know, you would love to be undefeated. But, you know, losses, losses are lessons, losses are sometimes a wins. Um, because they, they, they makes you get in a, a mode that you, you can't be stopped at, at a point in time. I mean, it makes you get in a mode where you have to get back on track. That's why I say sometimes losses are wins, and this loss was a win for us because it makes us stronger. It makes us wiser. And, um you know, going into, you know, almost the SEC tourney, you know, even though we won the regular season championship, but like I, I always say on here, we want one thing, and that one thing is to win a national championship.
1: Is winning an SEC championship um, at all something that's talked about? I mean, you guys are essentially what I think if you win three games and one of those games is Tennessee uh, on Saturday, you guys, you guys secure at least a share of the SEC regular season championship. Is that something that's discussed? Or at this point, it's just one game at a time and, you know, it'll happen if it
3: happens. Well, it's really one game at a time. But to be truthful, we're trying to make history we're not selling for nothing. We want to win it all. We want to win the SEC tourney, SEC championship. Um, we want to win the national championship. We want to make history. Yeah. We want to make it happen. So it's kind of taking one game at a time, but we also have to know we don't want to share an uh, SEC regular season championship with no Kentucky, no Tennessee or Auburn. We don't care about Kentucky. We don't care about Tennessee. We just want one. We we want we want a goal to ourselves. We want to want a championship to ourselves. A regular season championship. We want to put the hats on ourselves. I don't want to see Kentucky with a hat on and us with a hat on. We are selfish. We want it to be all Auburn because Auburn is it's it's still not respected the way we're supposed to be respected. So I want to win. I want to, I want us to win it by ourselves. Zeb, do
1: you think it's weird that you can share regular season championships in college basketball? That's always been odd to me. A few years ago. When Auburn won the SEC, they shared it with Tennessee, but they beat Tennessee earlier in the season, but they still had to share it, even though they had the same record. That's, that's odd to me. You don't see that at many levels of competition. What are, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, I, I think it's very odd because I feel like, you know, if that team beat the other team and, and they're regular season champions, I feel like the team that beat, you know, the team, you know, I feel like they should win it. I, I really don't like the, the shared trophies. Like I said, I'm I'm a selfish man, huh? It's us. It's us or no one. Auburn or no one. Yeah. Um and that's what we are focusing on. Auburn versus everybody. Um Auburn versus Auburn versus the world, you know. <laughs> Our back against the wall right now. So we know everybody's gonna come with it. Everybody's gonna play hard. It's just about us focusing in, locking in and keying in, you know. And um and try, like I say, the first thing is the regular season champions. That's what we want right now.
1: Right. Zep, you guys play Ole Miss on Wednesday in Auburn. You guys beat them in Oxford. Um, first half was a little shaky, if I remember correctly. Then you guys kind of put it on them in the second half. You, you could tell you got comfortable. Um, how are you guys prepping for this team?
3: Well, um, you know, we was off yesterday. We're going to go in, you know, watch watch a lot of film. Yeah. Focus very hard, you know, after a loss. <laughs> like I say, and... um just focus on their key players and they, the key things they do and the offense they run and just, just try to succeed this game and just, you know, try to get the energy back in Auburn arena and um, just play as hard as we can because we got two more games left in Auburn arena. So, you know, just give it our all, you know, you know, two more games in this arena, you know, if some players might not come back, you know, might not get a chance to play in Auburn arena, never in their life again. So, you know, it's just gonna be a blessing to be able to play with those guys, and you know, just be grateful. Just be grateful for it because, like I say, they, they might never put an Auburn jersey on in Auburn Arena never again.
1: Yeah, right, right. And I think that means more now to uh, to b- basketball players than it ever has, just because of the the culture that you guys have been able to to build up. Saturday, you guys go to Knoxville to take on Tennessee, an incredibly massive game for both programs on Saturday obviously the Bruce Pearl storyline there kind of speaks for itself and you've talked very highly you know how much you respect and love playing for coach Pearl it seems like everybody on the roster feels that way you know this one has to mean a little bit more to him you'd have to think
3: oh yeah it's gonna mean a lot more to him you know that's my coach and um it's gonna mean a lot to me too because like I say that's my CEO that's my boss and um you know, excuse the language, I'd be damned if I let my coach lose to Tennessee. Yeah. You know, that's he got fired at. So, you know, it put a little fruit to me, you know, just to play hard for him, just to be able to get that win because I know how hard our coach worked. I know what he put in. I know what he put into this game. You know, it's been times he don't want to leave the gym because he wants us to win so much. He want to win as much as we do, you know, more than his, like, he just loved the game. Yeah. He won a, win. He won a championship. So, you know, Tennessee game is, you know, special to him special to me and um, it's just going to be a big game and you know, we just got to come out, you know, and get the win for our coach. It's more of a game, you know, we don't care how we get it. We just got to win. Like, right. My coach lost his job, Tennessee. And you know, I'm, I'm blessed. He's here with us now, but you know, I don't like things like that because you know, he's a great coach. You see what he's doing now <laughs> and you fire him. So right. I'm gonna go out there play off my coach, my boss, my CEO, and, you know, my teammates too.
1: Zep, one last basketball question, uh, and and I'll let you go. I know you're busy. So it seems like it's all or nothing with officiating this year when watching you guys. I mean, it seems like everyone is fine and no one's in foul trouble or like the whole team is in foul trouble. Like everybody has three fouls at the half. What goes into that? I mean, obviously there's an element of having to adjust to the game, and you know every officiating crew is different. The game moves quickly, and it's impossible to be you know 100% objective and 100% you know consistent throughout all of it. So, but what do you think that is? Because I mean, obviously the rotation was thrown off a little bit with with, with several of you guys being in foul trouble fairly early in the contest on Saturday. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you prepare with that?
3: It's crazy, cause you know we goin' we going to the games. You know we really don't think about you know ref, like the refing and stuff like that. But like it's some games where you know some calls just ain't fair. And um, we never make excuses here. You know we Auburn, we know the you know the target gonna be on our back. And it's just like some calls. Like Saturday game, I know two calls on me. Yeah, I ain't even touched the guy. I blocked the one was shot.
1: one was crazy. One was just like, "What are you? What are you looking at?"
3: I I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, and like I'm one of the nicest guys on the court. Like, you um, know, it's like, man, gave me a foul on that. Like, what can I do? It's like I, I ain't do nothing, to nobody. I just want to win the game, yeah. and you call a foul on me like that. But I think it's interesting, you know, that the refs, you know, be targeting us just maybe because we are, maybe because we're so high ranked, though whatever the case may be, but I know it's just crazy. Last last three games, (laughs) we've been in foul trouble, and it's like the whole season, (laughs) this never really happened. So I just think it's, I I don't know what it is, but I think it should be changed. I think it should be looked at because Mm -hmm. it just, stuff ain't right. That ain't right for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, throughout the whole season, you have done an incredible job of playing aggressive defense on not drawing any fouls. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible what you've been able to do. And then you're doing the exact same thing, and then nothing. Um, you know, then then you know they're, they're starting to call a little bit more, which is ridiculous. Uh, you and Kessler seem to be the the folks that have, um, been singled out over the last few
3: weeks. No doubt. Um, me and Walker, you know, we're the best two defenders on his team, and it's like. <laughs> We get foul after foul, and it's just like, how how come us? Like I said, we're, we're one of the two nicest players like in the nation. Sure. In the nation, we don't say nothing to nobody on the court. We just handle our business and just go. But for them to do us like that, it's not fair. I'd rather for it to be called a fair game. Like, you know, we respect referees of who they are, people they are, and, and just – it should be fair. It should right. be fair. I talk to refs all the time and just ask them how they doing and you know where they from and you know just try to be nice as I can because I know it could be tough on them sometimes too.
1: It's a tough job. It's a tough job for sure, especially with, you know, the way uh the way basketball moves so quickly and it's only going to get quicker as, you know, folks get more and more athletic. But I just wanted your thoughts on that. And one more thing just real quick because you mentioned when I asked you about, you know, the the three-point shooting slump Last week, you mentioned, you know, the basketballs. And now there's been a lot of stories that have come out about how um, when you guys are playing with a Nike ball um, opposed to a Wilson ball, which Wilson is what you guys use at home and then in both uh, the SEC and the NTA tournaments, um, you guys score a lot less than what your average is with using Wilson basketballs. Would you say that that is true or is that just uh, a happy coincidence?
3: Um, I, I would say, you know, we make no excuses. as basketball players on the basketball court. Sure. Sure. Um,
1: but, but is there a difference though?
3: Like, can you, know, you can you feel a difference? Way, way different textures of the basketball. Yeah. So one, one more smooth out. Like the Wilson's more smooth out where the Nike is a little bit more texture on the ball. Like, you know, it's a little different, you know, coming to the game and how to shoot the ball and, you know, the touch, you got to have a great touch on what you're going to do with each basketball and stuff like that. So, right. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them are different. It could be a key aspect on the fast shooting, but it, you know, it, it just, it just depends. You know, like we're used to Wilson balls for sure. We love the Wilson ball, Wilson balls. Like everywhere we go, we would rather have Wilson than Nike.
1: Yeah, right. And, and that's what you guys will play with once tournament play starts. So, um, no doubt that that is good. It's weird that's not uniform across the conference, but I mean, it seems like you're putting your team at a disadvantage if you're not using that. But. Whatever. That's fine. Zepp, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you. That does it for today's edition of the show. Thank you so much, Charlie Five. Thank you so much to Zep Jasper. Really appreciate um, the time from both of you guys. Hey, tomorrow's a War Report Wednesday, but we also should be hearing from Auburn head baseball coach Butch Thompson. So be sure to come back tomorrow and check that out and more right here on Locked
0: On Office. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.